0: Everyone and welcome to another episode of What's Brewing Cisfa. What's Brewing Cisfa is a podcast produced for the California Community Colleges Student Financial Aid Administrators Association. I'm your host, Dennis Schrader. I serve as the 2021-2022 CISFA past president,
1: and I'm Dana Yarbrough, Dennis's co-host and fellow employee at Los Angeles Mission College.
0: What's Brewing CISFA hopes to inform and entertain you 30 minutes at a time.
1: So, let's start the show. And welcome to another episode of What's Brewing CISFA. Let's start this show with our first cup.
0: Dana. Why are you lying to our audience? I don't that? even see a cup in front of you. Oh
1: man, that's because um after the show I'm gonna start on my second or third cup.
0: <laughs> that's what I thought. I know you had a Starbucks cup in your hand I because did. one of our employees, so very nice <laughs> of her, up. yeah. Hooked this up with some uh Starbucksy and stuff. Man, it hit the hit the spot too. Yeah. Mm hmm. Already gone though.
1: Oh yep. It's uh that pumpkin spice latte. Oh my
0: goodness. <laughs> Okay, so let's let's dispel any rumors here. You are a pumpkin spice kind of girl.
1: You know what? No. No? That's the no. thing. I do not really care for pumpkin-flavored um, stuff, I guess. Like, I'm not into, like, pumpkin mm. pie or anything like that. But for some reason, Starbucks mm-hmm. has put crack in their drink, uh-huh. and now
0: I'm addicted to it. Wow.
1: In this particular drink, I should Okay, say. okay. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Wow! <laughs> see, I, I, I guess I don't know if I've even tried it. It's
1: it's so good. I I like it. You know, probably the reason why I like it is because yeah. it's sweet and um spicy. Okay. And I love um like spicy. Like I love chai. I love all that and sweet. I you know I love that
0: too. I got yeah. I got yeah. Uh-huh. I can see how all this goes together. Yeah. I guess didn't know if you were you know there are some people that wait. And wait and act like they're dying inside <laughs> until pumpkin spice time comes around.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I am addicted to this drink. Okay. I'm obsessed. Yes, I am.
0: Now, I don't know about pricing on stuff because I don't buy enough Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Is the pumpkin spice any more expensive?
1: I don't know. I don't care. Just give me that Venti and, <laughs> and let's go. Let's go. Wow. <laughs> I'll Venmo you. The wow. Whatever
0: you <laughs> If you can, whatever you tell me. So if you're driving around the Silmar area, <laughs> give Dana a call and she yes. will meet you uh, I, on a yeah. on a street corner Let's go. with her hand out the door Let's go. waiting to pick that up and uh, she will have uh, Venmoed you money.
1: Whatever you tell me to Venmo you, it's coming. Wow. I got you.
0: Well, on top of it being, you know, pumpkin spice uh, season, you know what other season it is, Dana?
1: It is FASFA season
0: that it is we are already amazingly a week into this whole Mm -hmm. thing
1: yeah and look we're already getting calls from students asking their status i know yeah
0: it is kind of funny yeah you know they again people have now been able to do the free application for federal student aid for the coming school year for a whole week and you're telling me students are already on top of this
1: they are Ready to go? When I'm, Did you get my application? Okay. When is my payment going to be applied? Mm-hmm. Can you pay me now so I can pay, pay for my books in the future? Uh-huh. Yes.
0: It's funny how that works. Yes. <laughs> you know, we can't get some students to apply in the school year. <laughs> right. And then to make up for that, yeah. we have students who are yeah. miles ahead.
1: You got it. Wow. Miles and miles ahead.
0: You got it. Well, I guess that's good. That's good that they're tied in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, we've got, so we got the FAFSA. We've got the California Dream Act came out October 1st for next fall. Mm -hmm. And uh, for those students who are uh, not going to community colleges, but looking at Stanford, USC, private schools like that, the CSS profile form is out. So the good thing is they all come out October 1st. Mm -hmm. So parents, students, they get right down to it, hopefully. Get it done sooner than later. Now, I've already heard this from some high school counselors, because I've done a couple of high school nights already, you know, mostly virtual, uh, how, you know, parents, you know, as for a couple of days, we're getting kicked out of the system mm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, we've done a couple of events. Have we had that?
1: Yes. Unfortunately, um, we have had some issues when students are completing the application online. Okay. Um, For whatever reason, like you said, they'll get booted out or they'll get stuck on a particular page and then they'll have to refresh. If it doesn't refresh, we got to log out, log back in. So... Yeah there have been some um te- technical difficulties. And even with the yeah. um FSA website when students are creating their um ID and password, they've experienced some technical difficulties as okay. well. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, I always attribute it to again it's the fact that we've got a lot of parents really jumping right onto this. Mhm. Yeah. So hopefully that kind of stuff you know will die down. You know, I, I like I told the counselor Give it a couple weeks. Yeah, you know, even with some
1: parents, give it a couple weeks. Because mm-hmm. I can't imagine like how many, maybe hundreds of thousands of people are accessing that website, and of course, you're gonna the servers are gonna crash. Oh yeah, yeah, uh-huh. oh yeah, yeah.
0: Even on the federal level, and they've obviously, you know, made some big improvements over the years. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen.
1: Maybe they should invest in um, what is maybe some fiber, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Some
0: fiber optics. Some
1: fiber. <laughs> Do they have the budget? Do they have the budget
0: uh, it is a department of ed. <laughs> you never know. That, that varies quite a bit.
1: But, okay, this is a little bit off topic, but didn't one state <coughs> offer free fiber at one time? Wasn't that, was, uh? that, Austin? was that Austin? I
0: could have oh. sworn there was a
1: state that offered it for free. A state? Yes.
0: I think there have been some cities.
1: Okay, cities. Okay, maybe cities. Like
0: Kansas City or somebody Okay, at one point was offering like free Wi-Fi or something. Okay. Maybe and I can't remember if it was because they were in partnership with like a Google or something okay. like that. Okay, maybe. maybe that's what it is. So that might have been it. Maybe. I don't think the Department of Ed has. Okay. But uh,
1: so my, maybe my, they should get in on that. I was going to say, yeah, that's my point of bringing it up. Is, on on yes, they should get in on that. Yes, yeah. they should get in on that. Like, you know, do like a a partnership. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: So you'd like to be able to, uh, in other words, you're saying you'd like to be able to shop at Amazon and do your FAFSA while (laughs) there.
1: Oh, man.
0: Or while you're doing your Facebook and you're doing updates. uh, It just literally like a random question from the FAFSA pops up. And if you go to Facebook enough, you complete a whole FAFSA. (laughs) Yes, Maybe not in order.
1: But you complete it. That's you get the, it done. Exactly.
0: Yes, You're logging in, you know, telling your friends, hey, here's a picture of me drinking my pumpkin spice latte. Mm-hmm. And next thing, Facebook is like, how many people live in your household in the coming school year? Yes.
1: yes. Now, Dennis, yeah. I'm just going to say it. Uh-huh. Now, that type of partnership may lead to some people going to jail at the end. Oh, I'm you sure know, it will.
0: Absolutely. But- well, if there's money to be made. Okay, now, what, if, yeah. what if they yeah. just partnered with Facebook or Twitter? <laughs> That again, you know, you're doing your Twitter updates on, you know, here's Dana in line at the Starbucks. And the next thing is a question about, do you have any investments? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, these are, we're definitely getting indicted. For those who
0: are on social media too much, this might be the way that we get more FAFSA Oh my gosh. Yes.
1: You
0: know, everybody has a FAFSA.
1: There is money to be made here, but possibly Mm -hmm. you might get indicted. Yes. Okay. I'm just saying. Let's
0: not do that. No. Let's talk about what's the reality. Yes. Um, You know, one of the things is uh, we talked about on prior shows, and I've slipped into the news days that I'm doing, uh, the stuff about last December, they passed the FAFSA Simplification Act. Mm -hmm. And so it was supposed to simplify the FAFSA. It has a long uh, lead-in time frame. But the two things they put into place over summer were uh, about selective service Mm -hmm. and drug conviction. Dana, what were those two things? So, I'm quizzing you.
1: Okay. So are you are you asking me
0: like what the yeah. question asked? Oh, well, okay. or so, what what was what was the big change on this?
1: Oh, so um, young men no longer have to register for selective service, and um, for the FAFSA. Yes, excuse me, for the yeah. FAFSA. Sorry, thank you yeah, for yeah. the clarification. And then the same thing with the drug conviction question is um, that will. You know, depending on how you answer that question, it will not affect your eligibility. Exactly. So,
0: yeah, selective service still a requirement of males right. 18 to 25. Uh-huh. And as I understand, it could hold you up from other federal benefits and services. Like, you can't get a job at the feds. So, don't just skip out on it. But it's no longer a criteria for FAFSA eligibility. Mm-hmm. And then the question about drug conviction, um, which changed maybe about 10 years ago, but it goes back about 30, um, is have you been convicted of possessing or selling illegal drugs while receiving financial aid? And so although the question still exists on the form because it is the federal government, too late to change the form Mm -hmm. come midsummer, but they're not going to be used at all. I think they've actually added language to say so. But the questions are still there. Right, so.
1: right. You'll still see the questions. And I think we had this conversation earlier. Um, they're going to remove it 23 I think the operation? next
0: cycle yes. in the f- fall of 22 for the f- fall of 23 school year, 23-24 school year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's going to be there for one more year and then gone. And then we'll be lucky.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, the other thing I noticed, and this is something... Uh, I've tried to incorporate into my slideshow is the questions about who is a parent or parents who need to provide information on the FAFSA. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not just a simple drop-down box anymore. Instead, they present it kind of as a one, two, three, four set of questions Mm -hmm. that guides parents uh, a little bit better on this. So it gives you like the first option. Uh, Both my parents live together. In that case, whether married or unmarried, Mm -hmm. it says, you know, you need both parents' information on the FAFSA. But right below that, then, is a question that says, my parents are divorced or separated, and I live with one parent more than the other. And in that case, it will lead them to using information for that parent. Mm -hmm. But right below that is the option if you don't answer the first two. The third one is, my parents are divorced or separated. But I live with them equally. And then there's like a sub-question, I think, that pops up under that that then says, use information for the parent who provided more financial support. And then the last one is about uh, if the student's been legally adopted. So if they have been legally adopted, the adopting parents or parent becomes the person to provide info. So it kind of covers everything. Mm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> just in a much different order, I guess. Mm-hmm. So what used to be easy for me to explain, I think is actually getting harder now. <laughs> it's
1: because of the skip logic, yeah.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a, it's, um, <laughs> it's one of the areas we'll talk about um, when we get to the last part of our second segment today about the changes that are going to take place after this current cycle. Because we have, you know, the current cycle going on for 2022-23. But then again, some of these changes don't get put into place for another cycle or so. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you, Dana, seeing that we have done uh, a couple events, federal student aid IDs, is this process getting easier or harder for students?
1: I'm going to say harder.
0: (laughs) Really? Oh, no. You know,
1: unfortunately, um, because we did have an event yesterday. Uh Uh-huh. And um, I would say, and we had about 40 students, and I'm going to say 50% of the students needed to either reset password okay. usernames or create password usernames. And okay. it takes them almost an hour. Didn't it, really? Everyone listening. It, it takes them so long. And, um, again, to either retrieve it or create it, I don't know why.
0: Okay, I was going to say, is there some kind of, I mean, my common feeling, and again, maybe it's only because I'm jaded, because I'm old, is that young people, but I have to say I have a friend who's got the same password for everything. Uh, uh, It's either a case of that or they don't write these things down. And so, they don't use password managers on their phones.
1: So what we tell students, if if we don't see, like, a pen or a piece of paper in front uh-huh. of them, please get a pen and piece of paper yes. or at least take a picture of it. Yes. Um. But it's so interesting, like...
0: But that you're saying that might not be the only thing.
1: Yeah, I think there are other factors at play here. Um, what they are, I'm so sorry, I couldn't tell you. Uh-huh. It's just when you're in the moment... We're, we're both frustrated as a yeah, student and, assi- yeah. you know, the person assisting. But anyways, I digress. Um, because sometimes what happens is, is you'll get students who have taken pictures of their passwords mm-hmm. and usernames. And then when they try to use them, it's, it's no It's good. still not working. So I don't know. Are they maybe um, resetting them and maybe forgetting that they have reset them? Oh, yeah, or, yeah. Or um, maybe they're inputting the information incorrectly. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I don't know.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah, I mean interesting. <clears throat> I remember one uh, FAFSA workshop I did at a high school and the parent was sitting there and the student was doing what <clears throat> I'd expect a seventeen year old to do. Typing as fast as possible while trying to create his FSA ID and then hitting the next button and then like, you know, most websites, if you miss something it takes you back mm-hmm. and it puts a red link and right. it says, You gotta fix, gotta fix. Yes. Uh-huh. And taking that approach until the parent literally said, Stop. And the parent was like, "Stop and slow down and write stuff down." Because mm-hmm. the kid was just, you know, it was one of these. I'm going to keep, you know, you know, throwing myself against the wall till the wall falls down. Mm-hmm. And again, it's one of these cases. My concern was, is he going to remember his username or his password mm-hmm. or how to get to it? Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is, you know, one of those things that that kid probably would have otherwise spent thirty minutes or an hour trying Absolutely. to get through. Yes. Uh huh. So,
1: so it sounds like you're saying, you know, uh, maybe. Um, you know, students rushing the process. Yes, yes. You know, and then, like the parent instructed, you know, take a, take your time, make sure. You, exactly. Another big thing is read, read the information, That's you know, to make sure that key, you're, yeah, right? to make sure you're completing it the correct yes. way. Because uh, I, this brings me to um, another point. Mm-hmm. Um you know, because you have to use, it tells you you need to use specific characters, numbers, yes. or letters. So, like you're saying, like, read the instructions so that you do it correctly. And then, yes. um, also, I do remember from yesterday, mm-hmm. um, I think some students are having issues with is when they initially create a username and password, they have done it under a number or email address they no longer have access to. Yeah, So, yeah. that can really cause some issues.
0: Yeah, That's one of the things that we have in a slide for the... Uh, statewide workshops we do for the high school counselors mm-hmm. is we have a slide where apparently now the feds will, um, as you're creating your federal student aid ID, mm-hmm. if you're using a .edu or .tech or .k through 12 or something like that, into to your email, they'll pre-warn you. Because again, if you're a student, And you're using a .edu email, it's probably one assigned by your high school, Mm -hmm. right? Will you still have that the year or two or three after? Absolutely. And the feds really do want you to use an email address that you're going to have from here till the end of whatever Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So uh, interesting cases here, uh, Dana. Stuff so much, I think we will need to carry it over into our second segment.
1: Welcome back for our second cup segment on the What's Brewing Cease Show.
0: Time to refill that uh, invisible pumpkin spice latte that Dana would be drinking I right now. I
1: might just have to use my break and go get me another one. That's what I have a feeling.
0: <laughs> uh, I had a feeling that might uh, oh, end up here. I might have to spike it with a little something-something, but just wow. close your eyes when I do that. I'll try not to look. I'll try <laughs> not to look. So, Dana, I'm going to throw up on the screen here. Uh, and try to make bigger because you know we both can't see i know you know man exactly so there was a nice beautiful handout the department of ed sent out called changes to federal methodology in the federal pell grant program 2021 plus there you go so it was kind of a nice little summary of all the things fafsa related and changes to pell grant eligibility so First little highlight there, you know, the result of all the funding type of things means that for 2021-22, our maximum Pell Grant this year is $64.95. So that's good news. Uh, And then also, down below that, uh, not to come for another year or so, but it's going to restore Pell eligibility for incarcerated individuals enrolled in a prison education program. So that's some very specific stuff. Mm-hmm. I think we still have to get some news on that. okay. That's not the the last we'll uh, hear from there. To be continued. Exactly. Then there's a lot of stuff about changes in formula and stuff like that. And then uh, somewhere down here I have some other highlights. Um, within the FAFSA itself, there used to be what they call state and other income tax allowances. That's why they would ask you how many people uh, how many exemptions from your tax return? or what state of residence for the parents. And the reason is there were some tables behind the scenes that would figure out that, okay, parents reported $100,000 of income. The FAFSA specifically asked for federal taxes paid, but they never ask about state taxes and stuff. But by knowing what state you were in, and California being a high-cost state, it would pre-figure some of that stuff out in the back scenes. Apparently that's going away. So that that might, uh, re you know, re, refix some of your numbers, not for the better. The other thing is, you know, Dana, the third question in the assets are about family businesses mm-hmm. with 100 or more employees. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason they did that was many years ago, many years ago, one of the asset questions was just basically if you were self-employed, the value of your business. Well, we have people who are in businesses of one or two or three people, and you had to try to figure out, okay... I'm a gardener. I have a truck and some tools. What's the value of my business? And really, (coughs) should that be included in the FAFSA? And the FAFSA people said no, and then it became 100 or more employees. Well, apparently that's done. So now it's going to remove the family farm and small business asset in exclusion. So I guess everybody back to reporting values of businesses. And for all our farmers out there too, the values of their family farms. Um, this was an interesting one, Dana. Updating the definition of assets to include child support received. Kind of a new uh, take on things. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because <clears throat> you know used to be reported as a untaxed income, because it is. Now it's moving it into the asset side. Okay. Of the form. Other than that, there were some updates to the definition of what all the different untaxed income items would be that you list on the FAFSA. Now it's gonna be specifically stuff um that comes from a federal tax return. So things that will not be included in that will be certain things that are not on the tax return. For example, housing and food allowances that maybe military or clergy receive, veterans, non-education benefits. Things like that, in a sense, will simplify the FAFSA because they're coming off. So that kind of helps. On top of that, let's see what else we have. This is going to be the biggest one in a couple years. So the number of people in the household who go to college will no longer be part of the formula. Mm, Yeah. huh?
1: Okay. Now that one is a...
0: This this is a big That's one, and big I've one, yeah. We may have to get somebody from NASFA to come talk to and us talk about to, this.
1: Yeah, and then yeah, how they come to that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, conclusion. Yeah. I guess or well, decision. I should say. And I've seen
0: the commentary from uh, Justin Drager and others from NASFA. Basically, as it says here on our little thing, we're looking at the FAFSA will retain the question asking about household members in college for op- optional use by states and institutions for state or institutional aid. So the question will still be there. You know, household of five, two in college, because you're sending twins off. And the formula in the old days would account for that, right? Yes, uh-huh. You know, because if uh-huh. the parents had to contribute $1,000 for one, right. well, you kind of have to divide that over two. It's not like suddenly it's double the expense. Right. Um, no longer will be that way. So the benefit of having multiple... Kids go to college. going away. (laughs) goes away, everybody, at least as far as the federal formula. And I saw some of the explanation to it was the idea that why would you, you know, let's say you had a kid space out every four years, you know, age-wise in the household. You get no benefit, but you still send X number of kids off to school versus the person who just for a particular period of time and, in time, space continuum, may have two kids going at the same time, and so there was that kind of logic behind it. I still don't like it.
1: Yeah, I was uh, gonna say this
0: still. It's yeah. it's, a, it's an interesting view to the thing of as far as life and time and space. Mm-hmm. So maybe we, we may have to get someone from. I think so too because if, I was
1: gonna say that's malarkey. Still, I
0: I <laughs> I'm with you on that. It's hope. Okay. I
1: wanted to say another word, but I know I got you. <laughs>
0: This is a clean show. It I don't is. don't make me put the little E for explicit. I although if it raised our ratings, uh, <laughs> then this show's going dark. <laughs> <The sighs> Look fade. out, everybody. Fade. Here we go. That's right. Uh, let's see what else here. So here's another big one. <clears throat> Not for the current cycle, but the next next cycle maybe. For applicants with divorce or separated parents, which parents information is required is determined based on which parent provided the greater portion of the student's financial support in the previous 12 months. So that's what it's going to become. You know, right now, Dana, the rule, if a student has divorced or separated parents, it's the parent with whom they live with the most provides information on the FAFSA Mm -hmm. only in the case where time is equal. Do we talk about finances? The feds are doing away part one. Just going with part two. Wow. So regardless if they live with, say, mother six mm-hmm. days a week on average, yep. if father's providing most of the support... There's
1: dad's. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It's dad's info goes on to FAFSA. Mm-hmm. So that's a little different. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> definitions of family size, it says here, will be based on IRS rules on dependents. I think what that does is just kind of clarifies that, you know, if you're going to include someone in the household size, they really need to meet those IRS definitions of of what a dependent can be. Mm -hmm. So uh, those 30-year-old kids living in the basement, (laughs) you can't claim them on a tax return. (laughs) Yeah. may not be able to include them in the household size. Okay. And let's see, what else? This is all terminology, But it's no longer going to be known as the expected family contribution. Now,
1: that one I've I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh
0: Uh-huh. It's going to be called the Student Aid Index, SAI. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, because of the way the formula works, it can be a negative number. Up to, or I should say, as low as negative 1,500. So right now, the expected family contribution, EFC, can be no lower than zero. But based upon income and assets of certainly lower-income families, mm-hmm. it's very possible they could be starting at a deficit. Yeah. And so it will allow student aid indexes to be negative, up to negative 1,500. Mm. Just something new out there, mm-hmm. something to think about. We'll try to put a link to this uh, item available from NASA and the Department of Ed, I believe, in our show notes for everyone. But it's that time of the show where we're going to roll – A little music and move on to our third segment. All right. And just like that, we are ready, Dana, for our last sips. As a pumpkin spice. Lattes go down.
1: Man, so warm and sweet. Yeah, I know. Okay. I, I
0: guess one with hazelnut latte. Oh, okay. Because I really don't know any of the other flavors. Oh, okay. Other than regular latte. You,
1: you know there are several experts here in our office. You could have, you know, asked. I know. You know you have, what, what do you call those wine experts, sommeliers? Yes. So, yeah. You we have, have coffee you sommeliers. Have coffee sommeliers up in here.
0: Yeah, but I look, I at the same time, I have to think about I'd like the workers to be working. And I'm afraid I could get any one of our ladies here sidetracked easily.
1: Oh, no. We know how to multitask. We got this. Okay. Uh-huh. If you say how so. Do you, how do you think we keep this office running? It's not, <sighs> it's not you. It's I us. Don't know. We're the ones.
0: I thought you were all running on lattes and coffees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and cake cups in the back. And I mean, got who it. knows? Uh-huh. So, Dana, it's that time of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, before we do I Dare You to. I should tell you that... As I'm going to be out of the office next week, I think we're going to take a one-week break from the show. Okay. Unless you want to work the board and do your own solos. And we'll talk about that after the show.
1: If I do a solo show, um, it's not going to be a clean show.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's why, everybody, I have to save the show's yeah, purity a, Yeah. Yeah. by not allowing Dane on the air on her nah. own quite yet.
1: Not yet. Yeah, don't do no. that.
0: So no, no shows next week. Yeah, okay. So we better make sure that we have some very I nice I dare you twos for everyone. Dana, do you have an I dare you to? Yes. You I, have to.
1: Man, for the last couple of weeks, I've been hardcore binge watching um, Adventure Time.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, I like that.
1: And I know I've actually, uh, you know, dared people to, to watch it before but i am definitely telling you please watch this show It is so awesome <laughs> um, especially when you're binging it it's just yes. a fun show uh there's a lot of innuendo but yeah, i mean but it's, it's not bad I, bad yeah, it's not that bad yeah but i, I it's, just a, it's just a great show um, it is maybe you not watch with your kids maybe at least maybe if you want to watch with your kids maybe the first two seasons maybe okay because i think after that it kind of gets you in, think it's, in, in my opinion in my opinion okay. it, gets, it gets a little bit more adult. Okay. In my opinion. I guess
0: in my case, I tried to watch you with a little more of a child's eye. Uh, and maybe I don't catch the innuendo. But mm-hmm. I also watch other shows that there are certainly other comics out there mm-hmm. that are nothing but innuendo or straight out, you know, mm-hmm. like Rick and Morty. Oh, You okay. know, yeah. very different yeah. audience. Oh, yeah. Never watch that you with your kids. No, not Do at not at all. let them see no. that.
1: By the way, Dennis, so for... Yeah. Uh, um, is is that throw up on him or the green? The green. You know, I never quite know, right? Like,
0: I think it is. I think so too. I think it is on on Rick and Morty. I think it's vomit. I think it kind of is because he does spend a lot of time going. Yes, he does. He does. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a I have an acquaintance friend, uh, who's a high powered lawyer mm-hmm. who uh, uh, knows quite a bit more about Rick and Morty than I do.
1: Oh, okay. So he's yeah. a hardcore fan. Yeah. Because okay.
0: he's one of these guys who will. Uh, Get sidetracked with, a, 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 like, an electronics project at mm-hmm. night and work on it till 4 in the morning. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And still put in, you know, a 12-hour day Oh wow. at, at the firm. So. That's hardcore, yeah. Yeah, so he, he dragged me into it, uh, among others. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. But, yeah, definitely fam okay. out there. Adventure <laughs> check, time. Adventure time. Check it out. Okay, so maybe check out the first couple of seasons if yeah. you feel like it's safe for your kids to watch. Go for it. But I think there's... Some of the content is suspect, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What I've always liked about the show, though, is the fact that um, unlike so much uh, modern-day movies and other things where there's, like, real adversaries and people are super mean, Mm -hmm. even the bad people in the show are, like, decent and good and can be talked to. You have empathy. The kings, the princesses, and all those. you have empathy for them. Yeah,
1: Mm -hmm. you do. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's never that you're worried about, uh the two main characters, you know, uh getting hacked to pieces or something <laughs> like in so many other shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on that. So that's okay. I like that. Yeah. So uh and this relates to because I have a coffee table book that relates to this. So I don't know if people still have coffee tables. We they, do. You do okay. And, uh, you know what? No, I'm sorry.
1: We got rid of it.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: We got rid of it. Yeah. <sighs> Dana, Dana. You know why? Why? Because we always put our feet up on it. Oh, okay. That's why.
0: Yeah. Maybe it should be called a footstool table. I think
1: so too, yeah.
0: Okay. In that case, if you do not have a coffee table, what I'm going to suggest, and this is what I'm going to suggest to Dana, they do make gigantic ottomans that okay. some people retask because they're so expensive and nice mm-hmm. as coffee tables. Go out and get a coffee table book and make it an impressive one. Uh, you know, whether it's about art or architecture, design or something. And this is where I was saying, I have an Adventure Time art book.
1: And I know the one you have, too, because yeah. they don't sell it anymore. It's out Of, of print. course. Yeah.
0: Yes, I think I got it at the local Hennessy and Ingalls Art and Architecture uh, bookstore down here in the Arts District of downtown L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a, it was a hard one to find then, uh, but... Go out and get something nice. And with a coffee table, you want it to be impressive. Because the idea is that as you bring people into your living room, they sit down, and as Dana goes and prepares her pumpkin-spiced coffees in the kitchen, people flip through these books. And, you know, art, architecture, Mm -hmm. or comics. Mm
1: -hmm. I think they're good um, conversational Mm -hmm. starters, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they add a little color to the room. And again, they're big, impressive books. <laughs> so that's mine for everybody. Uh, and we'll just leave it at that, I guess. So as I said, no new episodes next week as I'm on vacation. Uh, but we'll definitely have new shows thereafter and hopefully have a few interviews lined up. So I want to thank my co-host Dana for joining us today on What's Brewing the Season. And of course, thank you, our audience tuning in and everyone if you have something to
1: say or you have topics you want us to discuss email us at wbceasfa at gmail.com
0: you can find this in all what's brewing ceasefire podcasts on google podcasts your apple podcast app spotify pandora iheart radio and the TuneIn app on your amazon echo by using alexa what's brewing ceasefire
1: is a production of studio 1051 a creative collaboration of dennis and me
0: This has been episode number 130, recorded Friday, October 8th, 2021. Everyone have a great day. And have a great
1: great weekend. weekend.